So welcome, Seething Server. So thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in this wonderful business and, you know, a few of the different places you may have worked. And from there, the chaos will ensue. The floor is yours. All right. Uh, well, let's see. I've worked in retail my entire adult life. Um, last, uh, I would say, 10 to 12 years have been in restaurants and I've done a little bit of everything. I've been in big restaurant chains. I've been in casinos. I've done the small business thing. Currently, I'm at a little uh, bakery slash cafe. And uh, it's in one of the more affluent parts of town that I affectionately refer to as Karen Central. Ooh. <laughs> so that's my, my, current, my current state. Wow. So... I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way since obviously you've been in, you know, the serving business for a while. We've been having a discussion. Blame Tag is doing the Lord's work trying to find out about Sunday crowds. So mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit and confirm that the after church crowd is the worst crowd? They I can confirm. Yes, they are the worst. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're trying to stack up some, some sins that they can cleanse for the next Sunday or <laughs> what the deal is, but yes, they come in all dressed up and they are just terrible to us. And I, I don't know what the correlation is, but yeah, definitely can confirm that. Nice. So I want to talk a little bit with you about <clears throat> the pay now. It's my understanding. I know in some situations, you know, uh, it's what two thirteen an hour plus tips, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. But depending on, you know, there are a lot of servers out there that make bank depending on where you're at. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of walk us through your highs and lows. Like, where was the best? I, I, I'd love to hear about the casino. I'm sure that was a fantastic time. Um, and what was the worst? Uh, let's see. The worst. If, if I can name names, well, I won't name names. Um, I did work at a sushi restaurant that was pretty awful because the chefs got almost all of our tips. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah. We made minimum wage. Of course, you know, your your tips are accounted for in taxes, but the, the sushi chefs got most of our tips, which was pretty painful because they didn't tell me that until I was there for a few days and had already kind of committed to things. So that was the worst, probably the best, hmm, kind of depends, but I, I would say sometimes the big chain restaurants are okay, um, uh, just because everybody knows them and everybody knows to show up to them. Um, the casino world, one never knows, um, because a lot of times people are traveling from places where they don't know to tip, which is kind of crazy to think about. But um, if you get people from like either coast, West Coast or East Coast, they know to tip. They know 20% is the standard. But if you get people from, I would say, like the Midwest, a lot of times they'll just kind of leave you a couple bucks on like a $60, $70 check because that's just what they do. I found geography plays a big part in that. What about foreigners? Like, uh, you know, people that aren't native to the United States, do they tip or do they not? It kind of depends. Again, geography, it depends on where they're from. Um, 
you know, a lot of Europeans don't tip because over there it's included in their check. And they don't always know that that's not included here. Um, I haven't had too many problems with people coming in from out of the country, I have to say. Um, except for, like I said, just a handful of Europeans who maybe didn't know that tips weren't included. Okay, here's a good question. What's the biggest tip you've ever got? $100. That's pretty damn good. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was a good day for me. Yeah. That... Yeah. Uh yeah, I guess there was some kind of um I don't know. Uh the the chef at the restaurant I was working on recognized whoever was at my table as somebody that was part of some kind of group he was in. He comped his meal and I was given a $100 tip. So it worked out well. Um being But that's the biggest. Being where you're located, have you ever waited mm-hmm. on a celebrity? Yes. Ooh. Can you name yeah. names? Uh, sure. They were lovely people, so I'll go ahead. Um, uh, Loretta Devine came in a couple of times, and she was very sweet. Um, we, being closer to the Bay Area, we've gotten a couple of people from the Giants organization. Very nice people. Um, probably won't name them because I know a couple of them don't want people to know that they frequent northern nevada and not so much the bay area right <laughs> but uh yeah nice guys very good tippers um yeah any rock stars no oh. i wish oh if only man that, yeah that sucks um a couple questions yeah, a couple questions now going back to the sunday crowd thing irish connection asked is that a generation thing are the church crowd predominantly a certain age group that are worse or is it just across the board? You know, I I would say pretty much across the board, but also I don't get a lot of younger people from the church crowd. Ah. It's mostly older folks and, and they sometimes bring their families, but of course the families aren't paying, so they're not tipping. But it's yeah, I guess it's the older folks if if I'm thinking about it. Um Hero asks, what about places that have you choose a percent when you pay? You know, like on the thing, it'll show, you know, 15, 20, 25 or custom. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's your, what's your normal that you see? Do you see the 20 more often? Where I'm at currently, no. Um, but previously, I, I do find that that helps people. They usually tip in like the 18% range. Um, but a lot of people tend to ignore that helpful note at the bottom of the receipt that tells people the percentages. So, um, it can be helpful. Yes. Well, us in retail, no, they don't read receipts. You know, they bring, they they come to return something and it could say in big black letters, you know, bigger than every font on the front of the receipt, you know, returns ineligible after X amount of days. Oh, I don't read my receipt. They tell you straight up. Mm -hmm. They don't. So absolutely. Blame tag says, what's the worst tip? assuming it's probably not a monetary thing. So obviously zero would be the worst, but what what's mm-hmm. the worst you've gotten? Say you gave great service or whatnot, and they were just douches about it. Uh, well, my favorite thing is when they wait till you come over to the table. This has happened to me several times. Wait until you come over to the table and they drop maybe a nickel or two pennies 
or something like that. And they look up at you with these big smiles on their faces like they've really done something to help you. Wow, that's some <laughs> douchey. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just like, man, it looks like you need this more than I do. Damn. You know, you you keep your pennies. Yeah. That's that's awful. Now, you know, obviously I've worked retail. I've never worked in a restaurant environment. I've never been a server. So can you tell us a little bit about like, quote unquote, tips of the trade that you learn? You know, because obviously as a regular consumer, I guess the big thing we look at is like, are drinks getting filled or whatnot? So what are some things that you've learned, you know, being in this wonderful business of servitude that you know you got to be on point with if you have any chance whatsoever of making like, you know, a good tip? Hmm, let's see. Um, Pre-bussing the tables, taking dirty dishes out of the way seems to be a big one for people. Um, obviously, you want to keep drinks filled. Not checking on people too often, I think, is important. Um, because especially in the big chain restaurants, people will be like, oh, you need to check on your tables every five minutes or something like that. People don't like that. You know, people want to be left alone to eat their meal unless something happens. So I think not checking on people too often is important. And um, this is just a personal note. And I don't know if this has any value to anybody else. But if I wear a ponytail really high up on my head, I seem to get better tips. Really? Yes, <laughs> which is really odd. But for some reason, that seems to do the trick. That's weird as hell. I'm not going to lie. It is. That's very weird. Yeah. Oh, it's super weird. And and I, I thought that too. And then I tested it a few times. Like if I wear a really high Ariana Grande ponytail, I make much better money than if it's a little lower on my head or if I wear a bun. I do not understand the correlation. Well, there you go, folks, on the Retail war zone life pro tips in, in the serving realm. Wear, wear a high Ariana Grande ponytail, whether you're a male or a female, you're good. So um, Hero asked, do you, quote, unquote, unfortunately have a dine and dash story? Right. Uh not personally. I've seen it happen to other people, uh, which is really unfortunate, but um, it's not happened to me personally. Uh, although where I'm at currently, sometimes regulars walk out without paying because they'll be back, but it does not ease the feeling of, what if I never see them again? Oh, wow. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. Regulars can just, like, what do they got, like a tab or some shit? Or they just, the owner knows they're good for it. Some of them have a tab. Most of the time, the owner knows that that they'll be good for it. And they just walk right out. And me and my coworkers all look at each other like, well, I guess we'll just let it go and hope they come back. That doesn't sound so. like a really good business model. <laughs> It doesn't, but my boss is uh, not a very good businessman. Oh, <laughs> well, there we go. Shots <laughs> fired. Um, mm -hmm. Irish Connection asks, would you rather work for a better hourly rate or get tips like it is overseas? Hmm. Probably work for tips. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, a big thing. You know, we, we look at the tip thing and, and yeah, there's some situations in some areas where you, you're going to lose your ass. But I got to mm -hmm. think that, like you said, some of these bigger chain restaurants, sure, you might get some people that tip really shitty, 
but probably your average, you know, during the course of a shift or whatnot, it kind of balances out and, and you make some good coin. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I would say you definitely bring home more money with tips. And and like you said, it varies from day to day, but there's always that unexpected element of somebody leaving you a really nice tip and possibly paying your phone bill or your power bill or something like that. So I would definitely say tips. You know, I would say that one of the great things about that is, though, is you you have cash in hand every day, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's not something that regular workers have. And I would say that would be an advantage if you're working somewhere where it's steady and you've got a good clientele that, you know, let's say you're short on cash and uh, hold on a second. My cat is freaking out behind me. I don't know what this meowing shit's going on. She has just went nuts. Um, (laughs) But uh, anyway, um, it it just seems to me like, you know, let's say you need to pay your phone bill or something. You know, I would think if you figured out what your average tip rate is per day, it would probably help you in planning on how you pay your bills. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I know, for example, on Sunday, I always kind of make the same amount and I always put that aside for, again, my phone bill, my electric bill, something I know is going to be in the approximate area and then I don't have to worry about it. Right. So that is, I would say that's a a huge advantage if you're in a good location. Um, You know, are there places out there that you would recommend like big chains that people do not go to work for that they're kind of shady with how they do the tipping and whatnot. Um, I haven't had any bad experience with tips. I can name some places that will inflict very odd punishments on you for strange things. Um, if I'm going to name names. I know claim jumper is pretty rough. Mm hmm. Um, because I think if you don't collect a certain number of emails for their newsletter coupon nonsense, they will write you up and this can happen frequently. Um, any of like the, the Brinker ones, the, the macaroni grilled chilies and stuff like that. I know they have kind of a similar system where you can get in trouble for weird things if or if you don't sell a certain number of appetizers in a shift and things like that they will give you less hours so they all have like weird reward punishment things like that but i've never seen the only upside i would say to working at a really big corporate spot is i've never seen them jerky around with the tips well that's good uh hybrid hooligan asks do they really take dot and dash checks from your pay no. Oh, there you go, hybrid. No. Yeah. Um, uh, when I've seen that happen, um, usually the manager will just comp it. And I did have a manager tell me once that it was actually illegal to take that out of your paycheck. So if somebody's doing that to you, they are breaking the law. Ooh, that's good information that you got. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you can carry that with you wherever you go. Um, Irish Connection says, uh, what are some of the most ridiculous complaints customers have had? Oh, uh, my favorite one was a place I was working at and there was a calamari appetizer and somebody complained that it tasted like fish. <laughs> I mean, it so, is squid. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or octopus, or, um, whatever it is. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I've worked at a sushi restaurant where they were like, well, there's raw fish in here. No. 
Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. This is real life. Yeah. They're like, there's raw fish in here. And I'm like, do you know where you are, sir? You know, in a polite way. But <laughs> yeah, that's happened. Um, that one blows my mind. things like, yeah, yeah. That, well, it, it used to, I mean, I used to just kind of have to give them the Dora blank, the blank stare. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> you know, that's what is this? That's nuts. I mean, I, I do not eat sushi. My family does. And even I know. Mm -hmm. There's raw fish involved. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't. And uh, one of my favorite things, well, I guess I shouldn't use the term favorite, but one of the most surprising things is when people just devour what's ever on their plate and they're like, oh, was there almonds in this? Was there crab in this? I'm allergic. <laughs> and then they go to complain and you're like, but really? You know, you didn't ask? Oh, this is this is actually a conversation uh, my wife and I had uh, probably about a week ago, and this is something that I never thought of, but she brought up. She asked, "Can you explain why some restaurants think it's a good idea not to have pads to write the orders down?" She says, "I do not understand." <laughs> I. I don't either. I've never heard of that. Do you mean where they have like the digital thing you can order from or they just want their servers to remember? They want their servers to remember. They have nothing like they're, they're not writing it down. I mean, and Uber props to any server out there that can memorize, you know, an order when they've got, you know, 50 to a hundred people in a restaurant. But it, to me, it just seems like a disaster waiting to happen. Oh, Absolutely. You know, I, and if you forget modifications or something like that, that that really sounds like a wreck. I've never heard of that. Um, that almost strikes me as like a fine dining thing, but I, I've never worked in fine dining, so I'm not sure. Oh, but well, trust, that is crazy trust me, this me. isn't fine dining. We we ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no. Wow. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That's crazy Ooh, to me. Okay, this is where it came from. Cheesecake Factory has a huge mem menu. And the servers have no anything to write it down at all. That's wow. that's where she noticed that. I remember now. Wow. Yeah, they do have a mammoth menu. Yes. I don't know how a server would do that. That's, wow. That almost sounds like they're trying to throw people under the bus on purpose or something. That's crazy. Yeah, because the Cheesecake, cheesecake Factory is not fine dining. But that menu mm -hmm. is ridiculous. I mean, it's like it's like everything that you can think of thrown into one menu, and let's confuse the fuck out of everybody, <laughs> basically. Yes, and it changes frequently, right? I, I mean, wow. Yeah, it, that's crazy. Um, there was uh, there was another question. Let's see, where was it? Uh, I missed. I missed it. Um, no. There's not okay. So, as far as complaints go, how many times have you had you know people? I'm assuming, like especially with steaks or whatnot. How much stuff do you get as far as you know? Oh, it's not cooked right, but they've eaten like three quarters of it. Pretty often, this happens a lot. Um, I. I can't tell you how many times. I, I I mean, people eat the whole thing and they're like, it just didn't taste fresh or, well, this tastes like it was made yesterday or something. And I'm like, but you ate the whole thing. 
you know, and um, I, I, I kind of joke about my boss being terrible, my current boss. But one thing I will say for him is he's like, well, I can't give you your money back if there's no food. Right. You know, if you ate the whole thing, I'm not going to help you. Um, but it, it happens a lot. People will just lick the plate clean and be like, well, I hated it. Wow. And I, it just it, it strikes me as um, people really trying to, to scam and try to get free stuff. And you see that a lot. Um, you see people and you can kind of almost smell it on them. They know if they complain, they'll get a free meal and you can tell that they do this a lot and that they, they are always trying to scam to get something. Right. Um, there was a comment followed by a question from Russell. He said, I used to be in food back in the day as a cook and I had my favorite waitresses and I usually would add a little extra for them to deepen their tips and followed with a question. Did you have cooks that would look after you more so than other waitresses? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that I would say happened a lot in, um, the sushi restaurant that I worked in. Oh, that the chefs would really look out for you. They would hook you up. There was one woman who could, ha- I mean, you could have the best night ever or she could destroy you. And that went for both um, servers and customers. Like if you were nice to her, she would be nice to you. Um, yeah, I, I remember she would hook us up really nicely with, you know, extra stuff on the rolls and things like that. So you would get a better tip and then she would get a better tip. Um, and yeah, that, that does happen a lot of places where you kind of bond with the chef and, and they help you out. That's for sure. That's cool. Uh, blame tag asks, do you personally feel that people who expect you to sing happy birthday can F right off and keep effing off? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, it's a little different for me um, because I I am a trained singer. I do have a degree in music. Um, oh. I did get hired at some places because I did not mind singing Happy Birthday and it would come out nicely if I did. Time out. Time uh, out. Okay, time out for just a second. <laughs> Blame tag. Did you just hear that? So you're a singer. Mm-hmm. Blame tag. Write this down. We may need a singer here shortly. I don't know. Uh, there it is. Can you sing in the style of Elton John? If you haven't, sh- did you hear our Christmas song? No, I didn't. Okay, I will send that to you after the stream is over. So, okay. Yes. Uh, Blame Tag is extremely happy right now. Nobody can see him, but I'm telling you, he's extremely happy right now. <laughs> But all right, so going back to the bir- singing "Happy Birthday," um, you know, you're a singer and whatnot, so you don't mind. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I don't mind, and usually I would make a little extra money out of it, so it didn't bother me. But and however, I absolutely understand the horror and the discomfort for those who can't, or the ones that have to do all the clapping and the big sing song production like that. That's got to be torture. So I, I understand that from other people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. F off and keep effing off. Um, 
I, it, you know, I, I have like a rule. I tell my family, I'm like, don't you damn tell them to come do this shit. And and they know I'll get mad because, you know, it's all that happy, happy birthday mm-hmm. bullshit. I'm like, oh, hell no. Please, no. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Even my children are terrified of that shit. They'll hear it and they're like, you know, they just yeah. freeze up. So yeah. <laughs> it's just like, really? Um, let's see. Thomas asked a question. How often do customers find hair in their food and do you think they planted it? Um, it happens every once in a while. Um, a lot of times I've been able to catch it. Um, especially if you're working with like older chefs or something, if they're losing their hair and stuff like that, you <laughs> learn to keep an eye out for it, which is not what any customer wants to hear. I know, but we are looking out for you guys. Um, I know there was one occasion when I was working at a big chain restaurant where yes, um, someone planted a hair. Oh my God. What's the worst thing that anybody's brought to your attention? They fall found in their dish. Uh, a bee. Ooh, Really? Yes, yes. There was a yellow jacket ah. swimming around in their soup. So whose responsibility is it to make sure that doesn't happen? Like, it, is it the server's responsibility to kind of inspect before they go to the table? Or was this one of these deals where on your way, you know, the yellow jacket decided I'm taking a dive? Uh, oh no, I think I think it happened before I got there. Um, sometimes the, I, the chef we had previously, and this is where I currently work, um, would leave the door open, so things would just fly in. And there was a yellow jacket in the soup. I didn't see it. Um, the sh- I th- I think the chef should have seen it because he was dealing with the food. As a server, I think you always just kind of want to take a quick peek at what you have for sure. I think that's just good practice. Um, but no, that was the chef's fault that time for sure. I uh, gotcha. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, how close is the movie waiting to reality? If you've seen, you know what? I've not seen the whole thing. I think I saw a couple minutes of the end on cable TV once, but I, I wish I could tell you. I'm I will watch it and I will let you know. I will DM you. How about Sweet. That? All right. So there you go, hybrid. We'll, we'll get an answer. What else have we got here? Um, somebody referenced wait. Russell referenced waiting again. Um, Hero asked, "Do you have cooks that get stuff wrong seemingly regularly?" Um, yeah, they're out there and I I think they do it on purpose. (laughs) Uh, Really? Why? (laughs) I I think sometimes they do. Either they're mad at the server or they just don't like making the dish or, uh, they're just annoyed that night. Yeah. I I don't know too many chefs who just kind of did it on accident. Um, but I do know some who've kind of thrown a wrench in things on purpose. Um, I will say that. Have you ever had a, a choking incident that you had to deal with? No, but I live in fear of that moment because I don't know CPR. I don't know the Heimlich. So these people are on their own if something should happen to them. Oh, wow. That's not like part of your training that you have to know how to do the Heimlich? Uh. No, no. I think there might be a, a rule where there has to be like one person on the premises who knows how to do the Heimlich, but I am not that person. 
Wow, I would honestly think that that would be like something they would train people on. But then, then again, you mm -hmm. know, training costs payroll, and you're not serving people. So yeah, I get that. I understand it. Um, yeah. So, uh, have you witnessed any like all-out brawls in a restaurant? Yes. Ooh, do tell. M more than once. Um, actually, one happened uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and it was two men in their eighties who probably should have known better, but they, they started, they started, um, smacking the spit out of each other. And, uh, one of them fell over one of our chairs. So, um, very exciting stuff, but, uh, yeah, I, I've seen a few fights actually. Wow. Anything that resulted in like terrible injury or just tomfoolery? Uh, no terrible injuries. I did see a guy get a, a cut by his eye once, but it wasn't, uh, it was, it was just a, a superficial wound, but that's as far as it's gone. Oh, I have to ask you, you, you work in this business. Has, have you witnessed anybody clock anybody over the head with a beer bottle? No, oh. I have not. Man, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that would be exciting. Yeah. It would be that exciting be as long story. as you're not involved. <laughs> Yeah, as long as I'm a spectator far away from things, sure. Wow. Uh, Hero says they don't have Ariana Grande ponytail Heimlich, the 300-pound all-you-can-eat guy. <laughs> good good point. <laughs> good point. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, have you ever worked anywhere that has a buffet? Yes, I worked in a buffet. Okay, so have there have you ever been, you know, witness to them kicking somebody out because it's they've went too far on the buffet no knock on wood no i i never saw that because I, at a buffet you, i mean you expect people to eat until they're disgusted with themselves as one of my co-workers said well i had a bunch of friends so, who, who took a buffet as a challenge <laughs> yeah oh people do you know uh the buffet i worked at i, I know they had like a a crab legs night and it was like an extra $10 or something like that. But you got all the king crab you could eat. And I mean, people would just abuse the hell out of that. But you expect them to, you know. So, no, I've never seen anybody get kicked out for going too far. I think what's more likely to happen is they just run out of food. Yeah, I've got like people in the chat. Thomas says, me and my three older brothers have. And the hybrid hooligans like guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they're, they're good. You, you, you ask for it, you put it out there. It's like, here's a buffet. Uh, you know, um, mm -hmm. I know my, my ex-brother-in-law, anytime there's a buffet, he's like, okay, this is a challenge. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. but for yeah. me, I mean, I would eat until I probably got sick. Yeah. But it's crazy. Um, so have you seen a situation where, oh, this would be a good one. Have you ever been working a shift? And let's say there's a couple that's there on a date and like either a wife or an ex walks in and confronts. So let's say some, uh, let's say somebody's cheating on their spouse and they're at this restaurant and then the spouse shows up. I've not seen that, but <coughs> I have been party to similar incidents and it's always really awkward as a server because you don't know if you're supposed to go in there and do something or if you're just supposed to let it play out. Um, I remember once I uh, 
I walked in on a family who was announcing that the 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 main couple was getting a divorce. <laughs> And everybody started crying and I like I had a armful of drinks. I'm like, oh, okay, well, um <laughs> what do I do? Um uh, Wow. Oh, sorry, no, continue. No, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> uh oh, the other one I know, um, like I, I walked in on serious ugly family drama. Uh I remember once I was waiting on a middle-aged couple, it seemed perfectly nice. They said, My teenage daughter's gonna come join us. Do you mind? And I was like, oh no. And uh, the daughter comes in with her boyfriend. They order some drinks. Once again, I'm on my way to the table with the with a whole tray full of drinks. The mother is reading the daughter for filth, and the daughter is like snot crying, sobbing. Mm. Yeah, and I and I just kind of stood there with the drinks, like I can't go over there, right? And I look to my manager, and I'm like what do I do? And he's like, I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. So definitely walked in on family drama, have not had the ex-confrontation yet. Although I can say I have seen uh, regular customers who bring their side piece in. Ooh. But I haven't seen any confrontations yet. You know, that that's a good point you brought up. So if they're a regular customer, and let's say you've seen a husband and wife come in together, you know, and you're, you're familiar with both of them and their regular clients or whatnot. How, what goes through your head when you realize that somebody's bringing in their side piece? Uh, well, you know, usually you just kind of, um, gossip with it, gossip with your coworker about it, but you stay out of grown folks business for the most part. Nice. You know, it's, it's, it's like, Ooh, scandal, but, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever pass on the information or everything like that. Just, you know, it'll play out the way it's going to play out. Right. Um, Hero says, uh, besides good tipping, what are habits you wish all customers would have? Hmm. Uh, ordering all the stuff they want to order at the same time would be nice. Not necessarily desserts or things, but a lot of times you'll come to the table and they're like, oh, I forgot I wanted a whole plate of pasta or something. And it's like, did you really forget? Um, so, yeah, knowing kind of what you want ahead of time would be nice. Um, uh, let's see. Probably not berating the server for a clear mistake that the chef has made would be nice. Um, and just realizing how little control servers have over your food in general, I wish customers would know, um, cause so often they'll come after you for that and you've got no control over what, what happens in the kitchen. Um, other than that, I, oh, oh yes. Number one thing, actually, now that we're talking about it is don't ball up your snot rags and shove them in the bottom of your cups. Ew. <laughs> That's kind of gross. Just don't do that. Yeah. And I, I think people think that they're helping us by doing that. Um, but I don't know why they think that. Okay. This question is on the behalf of my youngest son. So we go to some restaurants and he has a real difficult time deciding what he wants to eat. And we try to explain to him that, you know, when your server comes, you know, they seat us, we get our menus, 
They'll, they may come and get our drink order and then they come back and they're kind of expecting us to be able to order at that point in time. Can you explain to us why it's important that you should know? Uh, I don't think it is. Really? I think you should. Yeah, I think you should take your time. Oh, God. If When he hears this, oh, we're doomed. <laughs> we're doomed. Thanks. But but it, but if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. Because, you know, we're, we're like, you know, he's looking at this menu and he's like, I don't know what I want. And all of, you know, there's four of us and three of us. We're ready to go. And he's like, uh, and then he gets all mad. And we try we try to make it like, well, you know, they have a system. They've got to do blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess they don't. Okay. So he wins. Oh, oops. Okay. Yeah. Well, he wins. I mean, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I mean, it's okay. I, I, I've got no problem with that. Um, Russell asks, have you ever caught the cook or manager in the cooler with a waitress or other employee? No, but I found out about stuff that had happened later. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I've, 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 I've found out later, like, oh, the manager was uh, double dipping with the bartender. Oh, okay. But have I seen it personally? No, unfortunately, because that would make a great story. I bet it would. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of scandal that goes on in a restaurant. Oh, constantly. Oh, yes. Oh, you ever had like, let's say you've got one cook. You ever had the cook just quit and walk out? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what do you do yes. then? Um, well, you just do the best you can. <laughs> um, I, I, I know that, um, and this is quite a story. Actually, I was uh, at a restaurant that used a lot of wine in their dishes, and the cook drank an entire bottle of wine on shift. <laughs> and so the managers pulled her into the office, presumably to fire her, and... She wasn't having it, so she stormed out, hopped in her car, and drove off with a whole bottle of wine in her. The manager then had to hop in his car and chase her down so she didn't get in an accident. And uh, we had nobody to cook. Oh, my God. So, basically, we just had to kind of um, give a very G-rated explanation to our tables as to why the food was taking longer than usual. Uh, fortunately it happened at kind of a slow time. So I only had to give that speech to a couple people, but basically you just say, it's just going to be a minute and you're free to leave if you want. We understand, but here's the situation. Um, I, I don't know if you saw this, but we had to file a missing persons report for a chef yesterday at my place of employment. Yes. (laughs) So, um, in which case, you know, we just have one of the guys that's like, sometimes we get the original owner who's very retired come in and help us out. Um, but but we have the luxury of doing that. We found her, by the way. She's fine. But, uh, y- yeah, sometimes that does happen and you just kind of have to shoestring it together and, and do the best you can. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> or, <laughs> yes. Wow, that escalated quite quickly. A day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, nobody had seen her for a couple days and, and, you know, she's this really cute girl and we're like, this is how episodes, episodes of Dateline start. Oh, you know? you're right. So, yeah. Yeah. But we found her. She's fine. That's, um, that's good. She just wasn't feeling well. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but be nice uh, to let somebody know. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. Give us a phone call next time. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, Irish Connection asked, what were casino customers like in comparison to normal customers? 
you know, hit and miss. Um, uh, a, a lot of people have absolutely no patience because they assume working in such a big place, everything is going to move faster. You're going to have more people at hand. Um, a lot of them are extremely intoxicated by the time they get to you, which could be good or bad. They either don't care about anything or they're angry drunks and are waiting to ruin your night. Um, sometimes you get people that, you know, uh, in the casino I was working at, there was a, a huge theater. So they'd be coming out after a show and they'd be like really happy and just excited that they just saw this great show. So it was a mixed bag for sure. Um, so as far as alcohol sales go, what, what typically is the cutoff for you guys? Like where you, you realize, you know, management's told you guys when they get to a certain point, you cut them off. And then what kind of bullshit have you had to put up with if you've had to be the person to deliver that message? Uh, that one, I always insisted a manager took over because I was not going to absorb that blow. I'd always be like, listen, if the, if this guy probably shouldn't be driving. I'm just going to have you talk to him or one of the bartenders or something like that. They're, usually they get some kind of training. Um, I mean, we all do if you serve alcohol, but it's always, I think, better for a manager or a bartender to handle that. And I just kind of stepped out of the situation. You you ever seen anybody get... So, well, let me preface this with the fact that I think it's cool that a lot of, you know, restaurants and bars and whatnot give all the warnings in the world that, you know, we're going to make sure you get home safe. We're going to make sure that you don't drive and things like that. Have you ever seen, even if you weren't involved, you know, where somebody was just so smashed, they were by themselves and, you know, they were called a cab or an Uber or something like that. And they just completely flipped out. Uh, thankfully, no, I've never seen that happen. Um, usually people are pretty excited about the fact that they've that you've arranged for them to have a cab or an Uber or something like that. Um, I've never seen anybody fight it. I've seen people get upset that they can't drive when they've had friends with them, but I've never seen anybody by themselves in that situation. You know, that's, that's really good to hear, to be honest, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, would you say that's been the case even with like kind of angry drunks? Yeah. I, I mean, even, even when they're pretty pissed off, they're also pretty cognizant that they can't go anywhere. Or they, or, or maybe they're angry at the bar staff for not serving them more, so they want to get out of there anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I've never seen anybody get really angry that uh, a ride's been called for them or anything. Thankfully, in, in response to that, Hero asked, "Do you add the Uber the Uber ride to their tab, or is that something they that you tell them they've got to pay for that?" Ooh, I don't know. I've never been the one who had to handle the bill oh. i mean i i yeah i don't know that's a very good question uh oh i wish i had an answer yeah we'll, we'll get some follow-up on that and find out how that works uh she also asked during covid did your job duties change in a way you liked or disliked uh well it was really nice because we didn't have to serve anybody everything was to go where i'm currently at and that was kind of nice because you know, 
we do again we've got this bougie clientele that's very demanding and very snippy a lot of the times and it was really nice that we did not have to put up with them for long periods of time we could just pack everything up to go and tell them that they had to go um that i really miss that <laughs> to be honest because we're we're serving again you know and we've got lots of tables and and people will just sit there and and make life difficult for you for several hours so i do miss um just doing everything to go i will say that now did when when that went down, did whoever you worked for try to do something to compensate you for missed tips, or were you still getting tips from just the carryout? Uh, people were tipping from carryout. I actually got furloughed for a chunk of 2020 um, just because we weren't that busy and we only needed to have like one person on staff at a time. So I did get furloughed for a few months. I know that um, for a while, the tips were actually quite good for people just doing takeout because they knew that it was hard on us and they were leaving really nice tips. Um, unfortunately, that period of time has ended and they no longer feel bad for us. But <laughs> uh, Well, we, we were essential good. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about all the people who cannot cook that during the mm -hmm. pandemic, they were getting like takeout and stuff like that. And you, you, you really performed like a, a life saving activity. For a lot of people. Yes. And, and, um, another thing about our clientele is most of them are older people that do come in because they don't, they don't cook anymore or, they're just retired and living by themselves and it's easier for them to just come and get a sandwich or a cup of soup from us. So, and you know, it was, it was scary for them being so vulnerable. So we did, yeah, we did really well um, in providing for a lot of our, our more elderly clientele. And that was, that was kind of rewarding, honestly, to, to do that. Okay, so from an inside perspective, a hero asks, when we see a restaurant with plenty of empty tables but a long wait, is it because there aren't enough wait staff or to give the kitchen the ability to keep up? It could be either or both. Um, depending on the situation right now, I, I think probably everybody's really short-staffed. So... Right now, it's because we don't have wait staff, but I've definitely been in situations in restaurants where we had to stop seating people because the kitchen was crashing, for sure. Gotcha. Uh, Irish Connection asks, any supply chain problems during the pandemic or now? During the pandemic, we surprisingly had no trouble. Right now, yes, we are having um some issues and it, it, it sucks because it's a bakery and we are having trouble getting butter sometimes or certain kinds of flour. Uh, so yeah, we are running into that now. I would think so. I mean, especially when you look at things made with grain because with everything that's mm -hmm. going on in the world and, you know, Russia and Ukraine being the main exporters of grain. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it really does. Um, I, I just want to ask, what do you think about the restaurants that basically operate on just sex appeal? I mean, you've got Twin Peaks, you've got, you know, Hooters and whatnot. I find it, to be honest with you, kind of disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um, 
It depends. I, I, I mean, if everybody involved is cool with it and kind of knows the score, I don't mind. Um, I, I don't go to those places because of that. You know, it's not really my thing, but uh, I don't begrudge anybody working at a place like that or going to a place like that, enjoying it, I guess. But I think, like I said, like I said, everybody's got to kind of know the score but, but, going into it. But wouldn't you look at it like, I mean, it's kind of like exploitation in a way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it can be for sure. I, I would think so because whoever came up with that business model, obviously, you know, that business model was made for exploitation of people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sure, I'm, I bet the tips are great and all that and whatnot, but just the principle behind it just kind of creeps me out, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, the yeah, the principle behind it, yes, it's a, it's a little, yeah, it's gross, um, for sure. Let's see, what seems like short staff to a restaurant staff does not appear that way to the public, and people like to say things like there are plenty of tables open when they have no idea what seating all those tables would do to a restaurant staff, correct? I, 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 yeah. I agree with that. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And honestly, those are people that have never had a job like that, you know, and that's kind of what you have to understand is that th- these people probably have had office jobs their entire life. They have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, nor do they care. And that's where the trouble happens. And they don't understand that the longer wait times and the empty tables guarantees that their experience is actually going to be better than if you just sat everybody at every empty table and everybody's raising hell because they didn't get their food. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, and, you know, and that's kind of, you know, terrible. I mean, uh, where all this kind of came from, and, and this was my assumption, was, you know, we, we went to a Texas Roadhouse. And, you know, it, it was an hour wait. We had nowhere to be, you know, sat in our car or whatnot. And I got to see... You know, the old man who complained that the wait was so long and his wife was diabetic and, you know, she needed to eat and, and all this other stuff. And we go in and, you know, we finally get seated and obviously there's a lot of empty tables. And, you know, it's like I said, I said, obviously it is probably a staffing issue. And, you know, it, it, you got to you got to pick your poison. You know, if you're running one of these businesses, you got to pick what it is you want to do. Do you want to just flood the building full and get tons of complaints and tons of meals you have to wind up copying? Or do you want to try to soften the blow? Yeah, you're going to have some people that are going to be pissed off about the weight and they're going to leave and whatnot. But the overall experience is, is good once they get in and get seated. Right. Yeah, it... And it kind of depends. It really depends on the restaurant, the manager. Generally, I mean, people are going to complain no matter what. Like you said, um, we love customers like you who understand that, you know, this is going to be a problem. But, you know, you'll have a better experience at the end of it. Um, it's it, it's just difficult to manage because a lot of times, yeah, managers do flood the place and then regret that. And then other times they'll, you know, hold off seating for a while trying to get everybody in. But then they're, you know, deluged with comments on, you know, Google review and stuff like that, saying that they're the worst person on on planet Earth. You know, there's no winning in that situation when people are going to be upset no matter what. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, if you go to an establishment that, you know, the food's going to be good. And you're going to leave there wishing, you know, they had somebody to push you out in a wheelbarrow. 
you should be okay with the weight, you know, and, and I've changed a lot during the years. I, I used to be one of these people that would be like, no, I'm not waiting. And, and, and I guess, you know, everybody has the option. If the weight's too long, I mean, if you don't want to wait, that's fine. All right. But you can't be pissed off at anybody because of it, because I mean, it just is the nature of the business and what it is right now. But, you know, places that we go to that we love the food, the weight's worth it. And, you know, and, you know, just seeing people just lose their minds over shit. They don't even know what's going on. They don't know how the business runs and whatnot. It's like, come on, man, chill the fuck out. Um, which brings me to as a server, what do you guys think about like these groups of people that come in and, you know, they get their meal in a timely manner or one and they just decide to sit at the table for like an hour. Oh, campers. Uh, oh, that's what they're called. Campers. I- campers yeah yeah um it's it's so annoying because you know tables are real estate and real estate is valuable you know and if they're not tipping to cover the extra time that they're there that really sucks um you know it's not always as bad when say it's a slow day and maybe you wouldn't have sat that table anyway but when it's busy like I said, real estate is very valuable. If they're, if the turnover is really slow, you're making less money and that's the worst. So I, I, I like to see people wrap it up and go somewhere else. I would imagine like a, Sundays, like here in the South, that's probably the worst, you know? Oh, absolutely. Cause that, that's yeah. what happened, you know, with us going to Texas Roadhouse. When I was in there, I heard one of the, the hosts talking about, you know, they had people that had been sitting at the table for like an hour and a half. In a restaurant, I mean, it's a business. It, it You know, there's production. And when people aren't going in and out, you know, with a proper cadence, like you said, they're costing everybody at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's the worst. And, you know, especially if you stay and you're close to close. Oh, that is so disrespectful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, let, let, me, let me ask you about that. So what would you say is appropriate because there have been times where we might have thought about going somewhere and I look at it. I'm like, Oh no, they close in 30 minutes, man. That's not cool. We're not going, you know, as a server and restaurant staff, what, you know, if you could talk to people and say, Hey, look, when do you need to consider not coming in? I would say half an hour to 45 minutes because you have to account for, the time it takes to seat you, get the drinks, you need to look at the menu, the time to cook your food, and then it's going to take us a while to clean up. So I would say 45 to half an hour, depending on where you're going. If you're going to someplace like Olive Garden, I've never worked there, but it's just an example. You know, there's a lot of cleanup involved. There's, you know, a lot of cheese and sauce and things like that. If you're going somewhere and just grabbing a sandwich, I'd say 30 minutes you're going to somewhere a little more involved i'd say 45 good advice folks good advice because you know they may even love their job but they want to go home on time too (laughs) you know (laughs) um hero says in retail we are hearing a lot of complaints about the prices of things does that happen in your job as well absolutely we've had to raise our prices um kind of significantly lately and it, it really sucks because from a business standpoint, we are still not covering the cost. The I mean, the cost has gone up for 
our wholesale stuff and all the supplies we need. And we're still not covering that with the price, the price hike. But, you know, people don't understand that. And they're like, oh my God, this is, you know, this was $9 a couple of weeks ago and now it's 1150. What, what's wrong with you? And we're like, eh. you know, we have to, we have to account for inflation. We have to do this. So yeah, we get a ton of complaints, but there's just not a lot you can do, you know, and hopefully this is just um, something that passes quickly, but yeah, it's been ugly. But here's the thing. Good food's worth fucking paying for, you know, you know, we, when we went Sunday, I noticed that some of the menu items that went up a dollar, that dollar is worth it to me, you know, cause the yeah. food is good and you know, right. and you have to look at it also like, okay, well, yeah, that extra dollar may go to make sure their employees get paid or, you know, they're not cutting hours or things like that. You know, we're not talking like, you know, if I walked in and been like, well, holy shit, the nine ninety nine roadkill went up to like sixteen ninety nine, that might be a little bit different. But if it went up a buck, okay, cool. I'll eat the four mm -hmm. quarters. Let's go. <laughs> you know. But um <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Irish asked, does it annoy staff when customers take photos of food and then themselves instead of just eating? I would, for me, I would say it's, it's more comical than annoying, you know, um, it, it's just kind of funny. Cause you know, they got to get that picture for the gram and then they, you know, move on. But I, I find it more, more amusing than annoying. The only time it's annoying is when they're like, get out of the shot, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're just trying to do your job, you know, that that's rough, but that's the only time I, I get kind of irritated by it. Uh, are you familiar with the Applebee's scandal with the, the, corporate guy who put out the email about with inflation and gas prices going up it was an excuse to pay people less have you seen that no uh, that's terrible okay so so check that out uh hybrid asked what your opinion was on that and i just want to make sure if you saw it or not so but yeah i think if you go to twitter and just type in applebee's that's what you're going to see um you know it is what it is but i have to tell you this has been fantastic i am so glad that you were able to work out being on here tonight um you know you've got a great attitude and obviously you're very knowledgeable with the business and we would love to have you back on again in the future if you are willing well thank you for having me yes i would love to um next week we're going to have the drunken server on so that ought to be good uh, it, what would be really, really cool is, you know, we do these offshoot things, the retail therapy sessions where it's kind of like a private chat and we just kind of talk. It'd be really cool to get like three, four, five servers on and just kind of let you guys just kind of chop it up and you're not on camera. You know, you're, it's not live. I can go back and edit any kind of fuck ups or whatnot. It, that would be really, really cool you know, to have something like a living document of having people that work in the industry talking about all the bullshit they put up with good or bad, you know? So, I mean, we do get, tend to get focused on the negative, but there are some good things that happen. You know, like you said, you know, you get a hundred dollar tip. That's effing great. You know, Ooh, that, that's a good day. So, you know, I really appreciate you being here and um, thank you, you know, for being clutch you know, coming in and be like, hey, I can do the six. I didn't have anybody scheduled. And I'm like, let's go. But this has been great. Uh, the feedback's been great. Um, so having said that, 
do you have any final words you would like to say, ma'am? Just remind people not to ball up their snot rags and stick them in the dishes. There we go. <laughs> there, there, there's your takeaway. Not do not ball up your snot rags and put them in the dishes. Um, you know. So hey, at least you you're working in. Oh, let me ask real quick: in the casinos, were they allowed to smoke? Uh. No, no. There's a certain distance away from the restaurants where you have to uh, uh, put your cigarettes out. Ah, so no, no, no cigarettes. Yes. Oh, and Blame Texas. Don't forget about the Elton John thing. So yeah, we need to get in. Oh yeah, we need to get in touch with you about the singing thing. Um, sure. Blame Tag. While we're here, go ahead and send her the link to uh, "Don't Be a Karen" this year. If you missed that for Christmas, you're gonna be upset because. I knew somebody blame tag rewrote the rewrote uh, all I want for Christmas is you to don't be a Karen this year. You'll love it. So. Oh, wonderful. Oh, yes. I can't wait. It'll be your favorite Christmas song from here on out. So I bet it will. Yes. So everybody, thank you so much for being here. Uh, next week, we will have another server on the week after that. As long as everything goes okay, we're going to have Pete Whelan, who is a employment lawyer. And then the last week of April, we're going to have Marissa Baker here talking about an actual study they did with COVID protections for grocery employees. And it's very enlightening. So a lot of cool stuff coming. Um, also, Seething Server, I, I extend the invite to you anytime you see me post that we're doing a retail therapy session or whatnot. Like I said, it's a private thing. and I'll just chop it up and put it up as audio. You're more than welcome to join anytime you're available. Well, thank you very much. I, I would love to do that. I would love to have you. So everybody have a great night and we will see you next time.